0: Even everyone welcome to the devil's advocate podcast it's nine o'clock it's a wednesday night which means only one thing talk the league is back and thank god Julio's not on the show tonight so me and evan get a nice welcome break from all his bullshit uh, you only julio. I hope... <laughs> <laughs> I if you're watching julio i hope you're doing well mate um evan how are you getting on my hope friend
1: on. Well, first off, I hope Julia's having a miserable fucking night for missing this. But look, <laughs> I'm, glad he, I'm glad he's missing it, because it's going to be a juicy one. It's going to be a juicy <laughs> one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm. I A1 now, I won't lie i Hectic with work, like, hectic with work, but sure. We're pushing through, getting through it now. Not too bad.
0: That's that's it. That's all you do, push through. Keen is in no tonight man. in place of Julio. It's great to see you again, Keen. How are you getting on, my friend?
2: Oh, well, lads, it's fucking great to be back. I haven't been on and fuck. I haven't been on this show since since it's been back. And Masaya uh, has returned.
1: The chosen yeah. one.
2: <laughs> chosen one. Yeah. No. As Mourinho would say in this, return press conference, Chelsea is the happy one. Um. <laughs> but that's that's me right now. I'm the happy one. Um, if I, if I speak,
1: I am big trouble. I'm big trouble.
2: Big big trouble. But uh, yeah. Look, no. It's great to be back. Um. I think it's been a long time coming to talk i've been on talk league even when greg was hosting it two years ago i was i was only on it once i think i think Fuck i hosted greg, a, of, a
1: better better version
2: Fuck uh, greg. <laughs> uh, evan has it for greg tonight but look yeah it's good to be back <laughs> it actually it's actually given me a fret good thing to like not talk about man united even though we're doing quite well at the minute but it, it's good to kind of um talk about other clubs and there's you know obviously not have my head wrecked about, about all the 101 things that are going, that's going on in my own club
0: yeah, it's, it's it's a nice break, and you picked a good show to come on because it, this is going to be a taste. One Evan has been looking forward to this one all day, all day, and his hey, top Premier League positions. And, and uh, oh, look, our friend is in the comments there, <laughs> eloquent as all is, even Julio. Oh, Hope we keep well. The
1: bastard. <laughs> they are have to keep the flag flying high for him after.
0: <laughs> Ah, uh, good to see in the comments, Julio. Good to see in the comments. But look, lads, we'll we'll start off with a bit of Premier League current chat and uh, the the curious case of Calvin Phillips, um, the very good friend of the Strefford end. There a few weeks ago, getting getting all sorts of abuse when he was playing for West Ham. Um, Evan, I'll come to you first on this one. What what do you make of Calvin Phillips? Because he he's gone from being one of the most desired number sixes in the Premier League with Leeds United. And his career has just taken an absolute nosedive since he went to Man City. Is he proof that the grass isn't all as is greener and these moves to the big clubs aren't always the right thing?
1: Uh, being honest, I think it was more what every young player is coming for now. is chasing the moolah, chasing the big bucks, C.E.R. big bucks. And it's a case of Pep just has so much debt with that United squad that it's he's able to afford to keep starters on the bench like so you know i mean it, it, it's madness that's the day i think that's what's really catching them i don't think it's his decline in ability i think it, no. it's more of the the depth of the squad that city have is what's keeping them on the bench and the talent that's on that whole squad in general is it's what's holding them back that he's unfortunately out of all that squad just on that bottom tier and it's just the way it goes like he just has to just has to face facts like that's how it is Um, so that squad is just too good and to try burst onto that squad ahead of Rodri who's not only doing immense but he's he's knocking in goals as well this season as as well like and Pep is not going to give that up for Phillips like it's it's I can't see it happening like maybe in a no, shitty shitty match, like I'm sure they're, they were united still left to play again, but like other than that, I can't see I can't see Pep swapping over. Unless Roger gets injured, like but Do
0: you think he was a bit naive there thinking he could come in and just display someone like Rodri who had proven his pedigree in winning trophies and he was just coming from somewhere like Leeds, like who had been a mid-table club and then got relegated? Was he a bit naive thinking he was gonna come in or do you think he actually does have the ability to overtake someone like Roger
1: like he is he is a young talent like he is in fairness like um, like I think we're going to discuss it further on with um, Selkate uh, Selkate's choices there but like it's not crazy to have goals and ambitions like to wanting to burst through that team and like anyone on that Leeds team a city comes knocking they're going to take it like Without a doubt yeah, the Commenting so there
0: is actually a, What do you do City come well, knock on that league It's a fair exactly. point
2: Exactly There you go Great minds think alike but any, Do you know any, what, though? Do you know With the Phillips deal From Leeds to City Do you know Manchester City came in On the back of Man United Preparing a bit So they were yeah. doing it To make sure United Wouldn't get him. Even though To be fair You probably like At the time it was debate, but would whether he would have started ahead of Scott McTominay or not. At well,
1: that that's what I literally I was about to say. Would you would yeah. you
2: start Phillips instead of McTominay? Well, you wouldn't start ahead of Casemiro or no. Well, no, I case McTominay is like. exactly, number ten, like the now, whatever you want to call it, like. So he's an attacking in <laughs>
0: Interesting comment right. here. I was, like, I was like just thinking him. this today about Matthias Nunes. I'd actually forgotten he'd even signed for Man City. I'd just seen his name and won the squad, sh- squad, the squad sheet for last night's game against Bradford, and he was on the subs bench. I'd actually forgotten he'd even made the move to City. Like it's, it's, an example of another kind of, I don't know, City kind of flexing financial muscle on a player that they, did it, did they really need?
1: Money talks, eh? like, and they have security in money, so they do. Like they're gonna yeah. stack that bench. So no matter who gets injured, who's out for how many weeks, that they have backup. They have backup in strength. And that's essentially what Pep is. He wants to guaranteed by, hate saying it, by in, in the league.
0: says here in the comment, Phillips just doesn't fit that side. Keane, do you agree with that? That Phillips was never really a Pep, typical Pep sign that he could actually ever fit into that kind of style of play and that squad style of play and that setup.
2: No, because I don't agree with that at all. I think he, Callum Phillips could have sat in this number six role and picked up the ball from deep, and obviously kept safe possession and Joe helped obviously play into the likes of De Bruyne and Bernard, Bernardo Silva in more advanced positions. I do think he could do that. He can he's so he's good he's very smart in intercepting the ball and you know obviously those you know, screen in the midfield but obviously Rodley's world class he's the best midfielder in the league behind Kevin De Bruyne in my opinion. Um, but the thing
1: the thing is right I think Phillips is on the same class of Pep buying players as of Grealish and Kyle Walker he fits into that category of it's. It's not like it. It won't. It wouldn't work. It, it obviously will work. Look at Kyle Walker. He's there for years. Grealish. is kind of touch and right? But he still fits into that squad, like. So there's no reason why Phillips couldn't fit into that number six role, like he was saying. And there's no reason why he couldn't throw. fit in.
2: There's no reason why he couldn't fit in. But like when you have Rodri there, and also if you look at last season when Phillips had a few injuries, Cancelo before Cancelo left, Cancelo was inverting from right back into midfield as well. And um, so he's also behind Joe Cancelo as well, who's a top, top footballer. I, I seen him at Old Trafford two years ago and I went to Ollie's second last game as manager. And Cal, uh, Cancelo, like from right back, literally ran the show. When he do obviously, when he was drifting into midfield and creating play, fantastic on the ball. So we have technical players like Rodri Cancelo at the time. And now John Stone's kind of slipping into that role as well. It's kind of hard for him to kind of Joe, make his place into the team Um. But again, I do think it was more Manchester City buying them. So Man- Manchester United couldn't, but Manchester United needed six. Um, though in the in, in the I'd, I'd have
1: to disagree there. i have to. I think it was more strength on the
2: bench, backup. because but like, but, they other had, than... they had, but they were playing an inverted midfielder, and they had Cancelo, they had Rico Lewis, they had John Stones, and then Akanji was also filling that role. So, yeah, I suppose. But
1: I think it was more of a. Soul number six. I think that's mm. what Phillips is. He, he's solely a, a number six like. Whereas the likes of Cancelo, they're they're
2: drifting positions. Mm. It's weird. Pep's just a weird well, not a weird individual, but he's so tactically flexible. You know, it's kind of hard to explain sometimes what he does with his system, but it's just mm. so effective. I suppose that's why he's
1: manager of the top six and we're here
2: chatting shit about him. <laughs> yeah, he, he might be manager in top six. He might be in the top six league too very soon. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he's a he's a bit of a mad genius like that, isn't he? I remember the, the back of the Champions League final in twenty twenty one when Chelsea bet them that time during COVID, and he played but and he was only holding midfielders or something
2: he played good yeah. to one as six and had Rodri on the bench. He was right, he, he was, was the two tactical. tackle
0: on the counter. He was he overthought that situation, he definitely.
1: Overthought it. He was
2: losing sleep over it. Yeah.
1: And I said it weeks before Hannes. Werner in over the top. They're gonna to burst on pace with that. Because City had that high back line that night and they wouldn't let off. They wouldn't drift back to the keeper. That high line killed them
0: yeah absolutely yeah and just like staying on that point with calvin phillips then looking ahead to the european championships and we know that calvin phillips is one of Gareth Southgate's go-to men obviously we're three irish men sitting here we don't give a shit what england do in the euros we hope they absolutely pan out as normal but it's still an interesting topic of debate you look at jordan henderson as well the other side that, that cocked up saudi arabia move he's now over at Ajax. so he's not really playing at a top top level anymore I mean, it poses an interesting question for the summer and a name like someone like Kobe Maynou now is starting to get hotter and hotter week on week because the chap's form is just going through the roof. Keane, do you think there's a chance that Kobe Maynou could go to the Euros this summer with England and potentially even start in the centre of the park for, for England?
2: We look at the profile of midfielder that England had, profiles, sorry, that of the, of the, of the England midfield, I think automatically Joe Bellingham and Declan Rice start. I do think R- Rice has to play as a six. I think Southgate has to play Be- Bellingham in the number 10 role rather than and as an eight because you look at look at Bellingham at, for Madrid this season. Yeah, he's, he's cooking. He's, he's, though, he's yes, done I'm it from the number 10 role and he's getting into the box. He's, he's strong, scoring really goals. Good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's being strong. He's, though, he's he's making like Lampard-esque runs into the box though, to score mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. He's been very productive that way. I do think what he's, everything. Around, he's everything. He's everything. Yeah. yeah, he's absolutely everything. But if I'm looking at balance in midfield right now for England, you look at the number six role, Rice, Creighton, he's gonna play there anyway. Then you have Bellingham as number ten, where he's playing for Madrid. I do think England are lacking that number eight to kind of come in, obviously be that kind of box to box, help recycle play, do it, can help retain the ball. I think Cobby um can fit that role. I think one thing I have a concern about if he does go. It's just a bit too much too soon. I know he's, yeah. he's a really good footballer. He's very mature in the way he plays. My concern is, would it be too much too soon? Kind of similar to what Rashford had. you know? remember when he was 18? And his development was streamlined. He went into the England squad six months into his United career. I yeah. think I just be slightly concerned, even though Manu has all the talent in the world and he's a brilliant player. Um, but I just would be concerned if he went because you know how the media, certain elements of the media like the. What wait, best way to say it. they like to uh, harass Sweet. young black players. They they mm-hmm. like to harass young black players. I'm going to sugarcoat it, right. That's what they do. And they don't have to Rashford. They don't have to and They don't have to Jaden Sancho. Um, after that Euros, I'd just be concerned that would happen him. I think. Look, I do think he's a candidate, and, all, and also another player that not many people are kind of talking about is Curtis Stones Liverpool. I think he's someone if you're looking yeah, at number. Um, ball carrying. Yeah. If you're looking at like his form for Liverpool this season, oh,
1: he's been
0: one of their best players this season. Fairness to yes,
2: him, he's flown True, under radar. Dark horse like. mm. He's flown under radar. I think like if you look at his ball carrying, his ability to kind of drive Liverpool forward in midfield, I do think again, similarly to Coby Mayneo, he's talented. He's he's a goalscorer. The, the
1: thing is, right, the common denominator between all this is is Southgate. And we've known from past experience, Southgate doesn't learn. He doesn't, he've no, mm. he's no tactical gene in his body, like he doesn't learn from past experience, is the problem. So is it a case of taking in all this new
2: talent and just going with the same system he always runs with? But even if he again, plays like, that, and then just getting that, shot on. But the thing about it is, Evan, if he plays that midfield, like if he plays at three like he has been doing recently, right? Think about this Callum Phillips' legs won't be there because he has played football football in two years. Jordan Henderson has played has basically been on the golf course in Saudi Arabia for six months. And now he's playing in the Air where the pace of that league is crap. It's useless. Mm-hmm. So if, if Selkey really if this is probably going to be his last tournament, he has to look at this in a way and he has to take a risk. Because if he doesn't, if he goes with the old tried and trusted. It, it's going to be a case where England are going to be, it's going to get to the, the, the bigger games, like your Croatia's, your France's, your Portugal's, or Spain's, where England are going to need to retain the ball. They're going to have to be in a position where they can be competitive in midfield against these technical teams. And if he doesn't pick a Curtis Stones or, you know, a Coby Kami or even, I'm going to say it, and people might crucify me here, but even players like Ross Barkley, who can retain the ball. You know, players like oh that. Oh, my and, God.
1: You're you know, reading back are,
2: the years, kid. You know, but these are players who can you know, help retain the ball they can do you know, they can be playmakers they can be sixes they can be eights they can be tens they want, the want the, the thing that's really fucked England over in the last two tournaments the semi final and the final is the ability to to you know, manage a game in midfield the ability to you know slow it down you know i remember when england were playing italy in euros and they brought on jordan henderson and they had to, before they brought on henderson they had a grip in the game they were dominating the game they brought on Henderson. They could not retain possession. He was booting it into the stands and it allowed Italy back into the game. You look at the game against France, same thing. I like him. He plays Mason Mount. Mason Mount won the penalty, but Mason Mount was not helped retaining the ball. Do you know what I mean? I think England need that. Yeah. That Henderson,
1: Henderson likes to think that he's he's someone that he's not. I thinks he's a yeah. tactical fucking ball player, which he's not.
0: No, he hasn't I, a clue. I
1: I can see it from, a, from an England fan's point of view. Is, it looks frustrating. It does. Mm. It looks very frustrating. But the talent is there like, oh, do you definitely. want to look at who's in Chelsea, like you have Palmer, you have fucking Gallagher. Like, the talent is, is there to to for England to go on and win trophies. Like, and I just can't understand how through all these years that England can't pull a fucking a, a winning team together,
2: like,
1: and the talent it's, is
2: just immense. It's so like it's the golden generation years ago. Remember when England had Gerard, Lampard, and Scholes, and mm-hmm. Sven Gorn Eriksson couldn't play all of them in the system. The common yeah. denominator is they didn't have Michael Carrick sitting in the middle. If Carrick was sitting in the six, Gerard and Lampard, or Gerard and Scholes, or Lampard and Scholes, they could have played as eights, but they played 4 4 yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? System he, them. It's, 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 uh, it, it's the thing where I think Southgate needs like he has a six in rice. He needs to play Bellingham in his like best position further forward. He can play yeah. Bellingham as an eight, but the problem is you play Bellingham as an eight, you're losing kind of his best fate at the moment, which is his code's arriving into the box. Oh, yeah. You're missing that.
1: See, I think Southgate wants to try win with that old English football. Formation was the old English football way, and it's just not working with the players he has. Like
2: he needs to,
1: like there's there's only so many times you can say it without getting a pain in your face. Is he needs to fucking start pulling the fucking finger out and start watching club matches and actually watch them and fucking utilize the players in their proper positions to their. To their unique ability, like I said, with Bellingham in the ten row, Rice in the six, it's they need the sol- the solidness in it. Like you,
2: the the balance needs to be there. Like, look again, I'm I don't want to, to wax lyrical about England here because. Certain individuals who think I'm an England fan. I do not want that to come across on this podcast at all.
1: You are half English. What's going on?
2: <laughs> but, fun fact: I lived in England for a couple of years, but that was when I was a <laughs> child, before I knew any before I knew any sense. Um, but like, I do think England have a, a a pool of players right now where I do think they could win the next two tournaments. I do think they could win Euros and the World Cup back to back if they if they were serious. Do you know, if they had, let's say, I'm not even lying. If you had Jose Mourinho is England's manager right now. England would win the European Championships, right? Ooh. Jose Mourinho would, would win, he's a tournament manager, he'd win it. If England had Graham Potter right now, they would win fuck all, right? Sweden, yeah. nada. But would it, win it,
1: it, fuck it fuck actually it. reminds me of a fact that I see on Twitter, I don't know, don't quote me exactly on it, but when was the last time an English manager won the Premier League?
2: Never.
0: Never know English manager won the Premier League.
1: There you go. There you go. Mm. Sir Alex is oh, Scottish. Like, Sir Alex is yeah, Scottish.
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like th- it's madness. So, he was like Sir Alex was the last British manager to, to win the Premier League, but Sir Alex was an anomaly. Like Sir Alex managed Aberdeen and beat Real Madrid in the European final. Like that's how great mm. that man was. Mm.
0: We'll come on oh, yeah. to that topic in a, in a little bit. when um, We're talking about Premier League all-time greats. Um, oh, <laughs> it's uh, it. it hibble along to um, to the situation with Vincent company at Burnley. and It's a bit of a strange one because they haven't thrown a punch all season. They've looked like they're going to get relegated from the first game against Man City at home in Turf Moor. They've won one game all season, which was a 1-0 win over Sheffield United, which are another relegation for their team. But madly enough, there's been absolutely no pressure on Vincent Compu, no call for his head. doesn't seem to be any immediate plans to sack him in order to survive at all costs in the Premier League. Evan, what have you made of that situation? Do you think Burnley are playing the long game with this where they're happy maybe to get relegated this year, take the money from the parachute payments, build properly, and in two years' time, make a real go in the Premier League and become that Premier League mainstay again?
1: Exactly. I'm probably after saying this uh, since we started the back talk of the league, that these bottom teams are after fixing the system and know they're going to get bank 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 for doing all, and then come next season dominate the lower league, dominate the championship come back up and then stay up. They have, they're had. they just looking for that, that quick dash and unfortunately I think that's what a lot of them are doing nowadays. And it is it is unfortunate to see and it does take excitement out of the football but like, it it just goes to show like financially it clubs aren't about soccer anymore in my opinion, right, that might be controversial to some people, come from my head if you want, but, <laughs> look at our club I the, fucking agree with you, well there you go there you go, clubs are, are, are just a, an absolute money money scheme now, right which is whatever, they're not about the, the passion of the game or the, the actual ball playing on the pitch it's all about revenue, money coming in, money going out. And the case of with Burnley, they know they're gonna get big bucks to do fuck all. So, like, why not just ride out the rest of the season, hold on to the manager instead of paying them off fucking millions to to just try get in the new lad and try to keep fans happy. Like fans, fans are already lost. Burnley fans are already down and out. So just wait for next season, play out out the rest of the season, get big bucks, dominate championship, buy decent players, come back up and just stay on par, stay above relegation from there on back. And if times get tough, just repeat the cycle, you know, and it's unfortunate that's, it's shit the way you look at it, but if, if you can show me evidence that I'm wrong, fair enough.
0: Yeah, they've become a bit of a yo-yo club, haven't they? they Have kind of been up and down, up yeah. and down, up and down, a little bit like Fulham over the past few years. And Wolves financially,
1: it just makes sense, like to stay yeah. relevant, to stay alive. It just makes
2: sense to just go down, get yeah. that big buck. You talk about spending. I, I want to bring up a couple of just the money they spent last summer because you can talk about getting them getting parachute payments, but the fact they've only three league wins this season. Um, and you look at the outlay they've had compared to like Luton Town, let's say, and Everton. Um, they got I can't pronounce this fella from Basel, but they got Zeki Amdoone, I think that's how you pronounce it, 18 million pounds for a promote club. James Trafford from Man City, 17.3 million. Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, look, this is what I'm saying for promote club. Like you have Aaron Ramsey 16.45 million, you have Jordan Baer, 15 million, Sander Berg. 13 million, 13.9, So you may have rounded up to 14 million. Um, Wilson, I can't pronounce his second name, sorry. Um, but 12 million, and then Darryl Shea, fucking Irishman, 8 million. And um, you're definitely
1: yeah. up about 80, 80 million there, like, yeah, you're, you're not far off 80 million.
2: Like, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're talking nearly if you add all the quick maths there, right? You're talking about nearly north to 80 to 100 million they've spent as a promoted side, and that's. And that's not to say when you look at the loan transfers they've got. They got Fafana from Chelsea, who's been a decent the last couple of weeks. To be fair, um, you know Phil Veghorst got sent out on loan. You look at the, they've, they've they've got a few free transfers like Nathan Redmond, who's don't who have decent wages as well. So they have spent, and I do think the thing one other thing I'd say about Vincent Kompany, I think he's massively underachieved this season because if you like, if you take into context what people were saying about Burnley at the start of the season. Compared to now, me included, I had them staying up. I had them finishing about four to fifteenth, fourteenth mm. um this season. But considering it was because of the outlay they had last summer and because the football Vincent Company was playing in the championship where they're playing front foot football and they spent nearly hundred million on top of what they what they're already after spending the season before um in the championship. So like when I look at that and I look at how the way Burnley are playing, whereas like Tactically, during games, Vincent Company is not adaptable. He's still, even when they're getting battered in the games, he's still trying to play that same type of way. And it kind of reminds me of, remember, Blackpool a few, like, good few years ago when they're in the Premier League. Yeah. Go back, oh, you're going 20, back 20, years now, kid. Yeah. Like 2010 11, 2010, yeah. yeah. 2010, 11 season where they tried to play front foot, foot football. And some weeks it was entertaining to watch, but more often than not, um, you know, more often than not, they got battered. And like, I do think company needs to be, like. Well, I think they're fucking. They're fucked anyway. They're relegated now. But, but the thing mm. is,
1: right, right. Do you think they're spending money for the championship? Do you think they're spending for next season? Is the thing it, it comes back it's to? Not spending to
2: play in the championship.
1: Oh well, it, it seems like that they're, they're holding out for the championship.
2: They're ch- waiting for next season. Ball like.
0: The owners don't or, seem they're desperate they're to just, stay in the Premier yeah. League.
2: They just don't care because they, like. they they're getting battered every week you, like you don't spend 100 million before you get promoted and then with the expectation that with a manager like vincent company who was a big name you don't spend 100 million
1: you know but the thing is 100 million in today's game is it is that a lot
2: for a promoted side of this
0: a is, yeah. the
2: table. like let's say if you're a team that's changing from like 12th down to let's say 20 in the league right now 100 million is plenty
1: yeah, but to to, we we'll say like, we won't even State say 20 for
0: League the title. Yeah, I agree. When you look at the likes of Man United spending 200 million or 240 million, like for the ambition of getting Champions League football, and potentially challenging. Then 100 million is more than enough, I think, to be spent to try and survive in the Premier League, definitely. Especially Just considering you're talking
2: on as well and free mm. transfer. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. If even outside, like, if you look at, like, the outlay of transfer fees, it's nearly 100 million. But then outside yeah. of the transfer fees, you're talking about the players on loan and free transfers. You're talking about, let's say, if I thought it up on the top of my head, about 100, 120 to 130 million worth of talent imported into the club since last summer. Mm. And some of them players, like James Trafford, who was one of, the highly, one of the highly taught young goalkeepers coming through, was it the World Cup or Euros he won in the summer? Which it's one?
0: Euros, I think it was.
2: Euros, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you look at when, when you look at like Newton Town spending fuck all, getting Ogbenet for like what two, three million? Mm. And he's been very effective. and um, Ross Barkley on a free um you know like you look at that outlay.
1: I think actually just before it just I think that Ross Barkley on a free is is Probably one of the best signings of the season. It is, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If not
2: D. And it's if it's so overlooked. It's it's so overlooked. Yeah. If not the, i know, look, at the end of the season we'll probably do a tier list of signings, signing the season worth signing. Um there are probably a couple of United players on there. There's um, more than a couple, Ken. There's more than but, a couple.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like if you look at signings this summer, like last summer, I do you think Ross Barkley is definitely up there for like bargain for sure i didn't see johnny evans on a free to man united as well it, it looks that's up there. Great. i went mad about that transfer but if you look at that now for free transfer, yeah. yeah and they look again just show us don't it won't you, you, like you know don't like the book by its cover sometimes that's true that's true
0: Yeah, yeah, the Bernie one, it's a strange one I think there's a bit of a system there and Like Evan said, we kind of discussed it a few weeks ago Myself and him and Julio about that kind of exploitation That some clubs are using them parachute payments And it's probably not so much the clubs that should be blamed It's the system that's there to be exploited Maybe we need to look at using that money a little bit better In the lower leagues, spreading it out
2: Do you think you mentioned parachute payments? You mentioned parachute payments Mm. Do you think Bernie only break even when they get them Considering their outlay there? potentially
0: so. Yeah, potentially so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but then just to dominate championship next season, like. Why the fuck would you be able to dominate the championship though? You could do that with about 40. Yeah, but it's still it's still just a guarantee. It's just that benchmark,
1: will you know what I mean? Just to, to guarantee that going up, like.
2: But if there were a lot more, race, there's a lot more they, money than to, to go up and go down. But this is this, this is my thinking on it. If you want to dominate the championship, why the fuck do they sack Sean Dyson? Mm. Yeah. Why did you get a big name in Vincent Company if you if you're relying Could on Paris a the Championship, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I like think they got promoted.
0: I think I think they got promoted ahead of schedule. I think they were planning for long term under Company. I think last yeah. season went a bit better than what they expected because they absolutely blew that league away last yeah. year. And yeah. if you remember that that summer before when they got relegated, they got decimated. They lost literally the spine of their team. Really, everyone left. I had them tipped to get relegated to League One. But they just absolutely came out of nowhere. Had unbelievable football in the championship, but you don't normally see. And they got promoted easily. I, th- I think I, they were ahead of I schedule. Think,
1: I think you'd see football be restored if you take away that parachute money and make teams actually fight to stay up. I think, we'll say, what? I think clubs in 16th, 15th, 14th, is that Am I right in saying that, or is it 17, 16, and fifteen? I think they should 16. get the yeah. I think they should get the money, and that would fight make clubs fight to stay up.
0: Hmm.
1: That's that's where it gets interesting. I think that's where clubs need to. It'll it'll show better quality football, more dogging in the fight in the game. It's
2: more incentive, isn't it? Like
1: exactly, give them a reason to stay up. Don't give them a reason to drop down. You know that kind of way.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah, it means you're going to have more variety in terms of the teams that are getting promoted from the championship as well, rather than looking at the exactly. same teams coming up every second season, which is getting a bit boring for the league, and it'll affect the brand long term anyway. Yeah, but um, yeah, look, this what they can point away from. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Competition, that's the key to what we're looking at isn't it? every week. is It's competition, healthy competition. Uh, look, we'll move on to the juicy stuff. So the stuff that Evan has been rubbing his hands over all day, and that is we're going to yes. look back on the all-time Premier League <laughs> ranking lists. So we'll start off with strikers. So, Evan, top three strikers. Start the debate off. Who would you have in the top three? Right, we'll start with number right. three, in your opinion.
1: You have to go based on goals the strikers are there for goals right and it's just out and out facts that you have to that's the sole job of strikers get goals so number three it kills me to do it but you have to do it is Wayne Rooney to number, Wayne. Three. number three Wayne Rooney and I can see Keane's face already <laughs> you can see his face already right now, there, there can be bias, biased opinions, and it all comes down to what do you base off best? Goals, ability, talent, just how biased opinions on how much you like the player or hate the player. But it, it, facts are facts, Like, and then you have to realise that's what you have to base on. It's just pure goals. So, number two, I went with Shearer, obviously, all-time okay. Premier League scorer
0: yeah interesting (laughs) to see who your number one is here
1: (laughs)
2: it's pure dramatic pause
1: pause. and it's it's beautiful to see it's beautiful to see the terror in your faces and i'm sure everyone that's watching as well it just can't wait for me to say it it's brilliant. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, But I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'd love to say
2: Drogba. I would love to say Drogba. Um, Goal scoring oh, machine. That Stanford Bridge.
1: Please. Huh?
2: I was about to press that remove button so fast. <laughs> huh? button so
1: fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to say it. I'd love to say that. Unfortunately not. And I'm not going to be biased tonight. Um, number one, right. I'm going to put Henri so i am i'm going to put on a good show and i'm going to base it on goals talent and just out and out flair and likable player like he was sensational for arsenal absolutely sensational to watch him score goals when he scored it, it was just beautiful to watch even against your own club it was it's it's magical it is magical now there has been some brilliant goals scored and some brilliant players coming in through the years but I think Thierry Henry just had that excitement and that flair about it and that's he's just number one for me
0: interesting call
1: Keen. where do you stand
2: um number just three. actually
1: an honourable mention just an honourable mention before we say oh don't, don't don't, don't, don't do honourable
2: mention don't do honourable Agu- mention oh you bats him he's my number three you absolutely <laughs> wanker he's my number <laughs> three <You laughs> right Skip what Evan said there. Um, Sergio Aguero is my number three And um, Sergio Aguero is my number three. um Obviously, he has 184 goals in the Premier League in a short space of time. Yeah. Um, absolute demon. If you're on talk about, um, goal scoring, overall impact, like he, as much as Man City are cheating bastards, he seems very integral in that first Premier League title win. Um, and over the years, just. Popping up from Man City in them, um, in them games like we're, we're based off goals. I'm basing off goals and overall impact. Um, Sergio Aguero is my number three. um Look, I'm just being unbiased. I, I, I could put three United That's strikers fair. in there if I wanted that. I'm just nah, like, yeah, to. I'm being unbiased. you've got to be neutral. Dead. You've got to be fair. Sergio Aguero is my number three. Look, I, I, you get, I gave me Aguero many, many nightmares Um, going to games. Do you know what? The one time I, I could have got to see Sergio Aguero and um, myself and Shane went over to United against Man City in the 2017-18 season at Old Trafford just before Christmas. And we and Shane thought Sergio Aguero was gonna play. Pep started Gabriel Jesus, right? And Pep had Aguero warming up all game and he didn't bring him on. He didn't bring him on all game. Um and like i there's a great catalogue of players I've seen live at Old Trafford, like been to like Champions League and Premier League games. Well, so I'm, I'm not, not that I'm sad to say, um, because he probably would have scored the bastard, but though I've never seen him um, play live. My number two is Thierry Henry. Um, you know, again, we're going off go- we're going off goals, but again, as an overall player, he was still you know, he was electric. He was quick as a striker. He drift out left. He do he go out the right. He down the middle. till you know, he was um he, he's very he's very good at that. And yeah, he's again he could score from range. He could score tap ins. Um yeah like look he was was a good player again unbiased because like if you look at my number two my number three one gave me one of my my most devastating time as a man united fan and my number two gave me my most devastating moment as as an irish fan and i am being completely unbiased here um in that sense and look they're both multiple time premier league winners as well so that's why i have the two of them at number two and number three but my number one is wayne Rooney, um Again, I, I have to look at his goals-to-game ratio, 263 goals. That's like 253 goals for Man United. I gave him an extra 10 there. Um, and he's done that playing as a striker, obviously as a number 10 and as a winger. I others. But Wayne Rooney could have had about 300 goals if he wasn't so unselfish. Um, and the fact that he has that level of goals, playing for Manchester United um, during, during a very successful time period, I do think... Um, he, he get, I actually think he's... Not that he's underrated, but he's underappreciated. Um, joke from like Man United fans um, and just fans around the world. I think he was an exceptional footballer, and he he done it from the age of sixteen all up the way to like the age of thirty in the Premier League. So for that reason, I I, I gave Wayne Rooney my number one. You want to mention honorable mentions a minute ago? Not one of us have been in, in top three. Andy Cole. Yeah, Andy I was Cole. just thinking Andy Cole. Yeah. He's a man i for me. I just want to mention. I just want to give a stat with Andy Cole. Andy Cole has 187 Premier League goals, not one of them is a penalty.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, I not that. 187
2: yeah. goals and no penalties. And um, whereas Harry Kane is number two on the list with 213 goals, and there's a lot of them that are penalty kicks. Um. Whereas yeah. if you look at Andy Cole, 187 with none. Like I, I was tempted to put Andy Cole number three, but I think Aguero. I know he's three goals less, but I do think they're I do think he's slightly better than Cole as an all-round footballer. And um, also, so,
1: I just uh, to touch on that, I think Aguero deserved a lot more time in the Premier League.
2: Yeah, injuries he deserved yeah. a lot more yeah. time.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it was, this, that was a tough one. I did think long and hard about Andy Cole, um, but I just was looking at, yeah, the you
1: football. did, you dirty bastard.
0: I definitely <laughs> did, yeah. I think about him all the time. <laughs> um, no, my number three then, with that, was number three was the toughest one because I did have Kane in my head as well, in fairness to him. Because look, I know he hasn't won a trophy, but you cannot deny that man's goal scoring mm-hmm. ability, his ability to drop deep, bring players into play. A really good player, I would love loved him to join United. But number three was Henri for the reasons that you gave as well. Just uh, he he gave me so much headaches as a as a kid. My brother's a big Arsenal fan, and when they were winning leagues and, and Henri was banging goals in, it was an absolute nightmare. But he was when you look back neutrally, like he was one of the greatest ever imports into the Premier League. He's an absolute fantastic player. Uh, number two then would be Sheer because just this pure goal return, absolute goal-scoring machine and he probably would have scored even more if he'd have actually joined Man United instead of going to Newcastle I know say he doesn't regret that move but how could you not regret it when you look at that? Adam.
2: Just on that Said I, yeah. I have a question for that do you think right just hypothetically speaking if Sierra did sign for United and we didn't sign Solskjaer do we still win the treble?
0: Interesting one. I
2: oh, see it's, it's the butterfly
1: effect there now you see Yeah, yeah.
0: a big time bad, yeah it? It's, it's crazy it's, yeah. Uh,
1: if a show, if you're there in
2: New York, do we?
0: Yeah. That's, that's it that's yeah. That's the
2: show on it South now.
0: <laughs> Next <laughs> week show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do <you> look, what, <laughs> we could do we could actually do a what if series. A what if series. Yeah,
0: a what if yeah. Um But yeah, no number one. Then I I agree with Keane. It's not even just probably with a Man United hat on. It's just I love him when he burst on the scene ever, and it's it's Wayne Rooney. It has to be. He's I'm just fucking just outnumbered here. One of my all time favorite footballers. I just think he fucking had it all. He like his career spiraled near the end. I think because he burst on the scene so young and his physique. He just didn't look after himself the same way Ronaldo did so, later on.
2: drinking. That's why
0: exactly yeah he just didn't didn't yeah, care as much yeah exactly yeah <laughs> finding himself in brothels and everything but uh no I'd, I'd have to have him as number one i just think his all-around <laughs> game and he had the goal scoring ability as well on top of that so yeah no sure or sorry Wayne he definitely be not my number one so um <clears throat> next position then uh I'm gonna split this into two. I was just gonna say midfield, but I'm gonna go wingers first because I think it can be quite oh, broad. Never,
1: so top didn't put this
2: in here. Oh, I didn't know we were gonna yeah. do wingers. Well, now. I'll do it off the yeah. cuff. I don't care. Yeah, do it off the oh, cuff quickly, God.
0: right? Top three um, wingers. You have a lot to pick from here. So top three wingers right. in the Premier League of all time.
2: I'll go. Here Number I'll three, David Beckham. Um oh, Beckham Beckham's assists. He was an old school winger. His goals, his free kicks, his crossing, absolutely unbelievable and it was robbed well, of a ballon d'Or in 1999 um number two edin hazard um yeah. again one of the greatest wingers in premier league history um, I one of the you know, more modern to you know, beat your beat your man Joe you know, dribbling skills absolutely unbelievable um number one Cristiano ronaldo them them years in the premier league he was the best player in the world and look i think you look at his goal scoring it, it, for as a midfielder uh, sorry as a winger um though he was absolutely sensational um and even like if you look at his big game impact for man united when we won the 3 like there's no like if you look at the battles him and ashley cole used to have in them games there's not many like obviously defenders who can neutralize ronaldo but equally there's not many wingers who would give ashley cole a go a run you know what I mean? Um, now I was tempted to put Ryan Giggs in there, but I do think um, I think Beckham is just better than Giggs. And that's just yeah, my I personal think... opinion. Um, but they're yeah, they're yeah. they my three anyway.
0: Evan, top three wingers.
2: I'm
1: stuck for three, right? I'm stuck for number three. I think it's obvious, evidently, Ronaldo and Hazard, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Right. In what order? Hazard, one. Hazard number one. Oh my god, that's the not leave me question. Hazard number one. Has to be number one i think it's blasphemy having hazard number two it's absolutely ridiculous watching that man break his back to carry chelsea through some of them seasons was just sensational ronaldo that's there's, there's not a question there like yeah the only man that that rivals him is is hazard like he's number one number three is where i'm stuck and it comes into play for me Modern football and modern players, and I think as much as nostalgia loves to get me, it's it's hard to rule out Salah because there's so True, much. went yeah. all this, all that debate on on Twitter between Salah Prime Salah. At and Prime League in nine years is amazing, isn't it? No, hold on. We're not going off titles here. We're going off ability and talent. If we're
2: going off trophies okay, there, no, of Like it, like if you put everything into a nutshell, talent, time served, you know, goals, assists. Obviously, goals and assists will help Salah Goals you.
1: and assists are there. You have longevity as well. Salad is still here, like Salad is serving his time. So mm-hmm. you he can't is. take that away from like history is history. I understand that. Like, and longevity, nostalgia, trophies, goals, assists, they all come into play, but you do have to take into account that modern day football and Salah is is, is, is as much as I hate Liverpool, with passion, mm-hmm. Salah is sensational. He is. And I think, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to stay alive here. I think Bex is overrated. I think oh, Bex is Jesus
0: overrated. Christ. Where's that kick I, out? I don't a little... give a shit. Bex well, is overrated.
1: An and I know, opinion, I know, well, Reece, anyway. Reece is going to come from my head and everyone's going to come from my head. Bex is overrated. Fuck the lie, fuck United, fuck. Best. Um, um, it is a shame how he was treated in Premier
2: League. Um, but I think Salah Salah slips a third for me. Simple as. I think he, well, you I, have can to I can absolutely, one hundred percent, accept Salah as a third because like he's a very um, you know, good record. And like to be fair, like look, he's done well to fucking come back after the way he was treated at Chelsea. To be fair, um. But, but to say Beckham's overrated, I
1: think that's
2: what <laughs> I think that's one I think that's one of the most outrageous statements oh. ever that David Beckham was overrated. I think that's yeah. outrageous.
1: Oh look at him! He the ball. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Someone hit. laughs> he's probably he's probably
0: the best crosser of a football in the Premier League's history, without a shadow of a doubt. That man's consistent
2: crossing. So to, like, what, yeah, without a doubt. ability like, to Beckham to number one, Trent number two.
0: Yeah, without yeah, a shadow of a doubt.
2: say Thomas best for it, just solely on their ability to cross the ball.
0: It wasn't that though. He's free that's, kicks. Is...
2: He's score and assist, and he done both. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just think that's literally what of his top is. Hold on, Evan. You're mentioning. Look, now. you have
1: you have to have a bit of controversy. You have to have a bit of controversy. I
2: know, I know, but I know and this way. This way, it's a debate. But like you're saying, um, do like all he done was cross the ball. He also scored from open play. He also scored from free kicks. He also scored from the fucking halfway fucking line and had the fucking audacity <laughs> to fucking slide
1: that. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to come
2: up. No, but do you know what I mean? Like he's done all these different things. He's a complete footballer. He's not like if you if you really want to break down an overall player, he's a better out now footballer than Mo Salah. Mo Salah's just a goal scorer. Whereas David Beckham was a more complete footballer. That's fair. He he
1: does see that's that's that winger position better, but
2: like, we'll do a show. We'll do a show on that
0: one as well. We'll do a show on
2: that one. As well. Because now a right winger now is an inside forward. Whereas back in the day, it was a winger was expected to do everything. Whereas you if you're playing in the 4-3-3 and you are playing on the right now, it's about cutting in yes, and scoring. Fair. You know, whereas David Beckham, like if you look at David, I don't want to be nostalgic here. I fucking hate United are shit now. But like, you know David Beckham? <laughs> David Beckham used to run up and down the wing. He'd do his defensive work, he'd get the ball, he'd switch it to Giggsy, or do you know he'd he fucking played ru- Well, he wasn't playing Rooney, he'd playing with fucking do- Dwight York and Andy Cole, he'd pump it through to them or pump it through to Solskjaer. Um like he he was a complete footballer. I actually think if you look at like an all time man United eleven, he gets in. He gets mm. in. Mm-hmm. I think he get gets in ahead of Ryan Giggs. Like, I you know,
0: think so. He will get into Giggs my level.
2: In on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I'd love to. i actually, I'd love to ask him the question.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's
2: this? I was just saying, Reese? like there, I was like, we we Giggsy's brother on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'd love to ask him who he actually thinks is like a better all-out now footballer. Do you know, was it was Giggs or was it Beckham?
0: In his unbiased yeah. opinion, do
2: yes. you know who's an honourable mention? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't remember, remember mention,
1: and it is, has to be Joe Cole.
2: Oh, yeah, to Seriously? Not in all the
0: time. No, no, I would have been in the top 10. Yeah, He was ahead of his time.
2: Top, You yeah. wouldn't to have been in top 10?
0: Nah, not oh, in fucking stop. Premier League oh, wingers, no way. Nah, oh,
1: Jonathan, oh, stop it now. Stop. Nah. Don't upset me.
0: Right, look, we move yes, on, otherwise we'll be here till we're fucking half eleven tonight going through this. Um quickly my tree would be actually I actually would have Hazard first. I think he was genuinely one of the yes. premier yes. best ever dribbling. ringer. Yes. I genuinely do. I really do. Yes. And also I think Ronaldo, his best years when he got when he hit that like peak of being world class, he started to become more central and more kind of up top with Rooney kind of on the left. So I do actually think he was more of a, of a striker in the end. Um so Hazard would be my top. Salah would would be my number two, I think, because he's just been his numbers are unbelievable. They're oh, they're fucking ridiculous. Really? And then number three, number three, then would be Bex for me. Yeah. But um uh, no,
2: now, no. They
0: are, They're no, just gonna the, huh? smaller no, in
2: That's, that's yeah. the controversy
1: now.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I just I, think I, you, you know, know like, like, like the man was unbelievable, don't get me wrong, but I just think all time Premier League Bex. wingers, wingers. I just think, yeah, I'll just come in at the end with that one. But we'll move on now to midfielders. This is going to be a controversial one. Top three central midfielders. Yeah. Evan,
1: go. All right. It's without a doubt, shadow of a doubt, Lampster's number one. Without a shadow of a doubt, I will fucking die on any Hill. That Lampard is the best Premier League midfielder. And I don't care what you want to say, he is solely. He's just fucking amazing, Chelsea man. I am being biased now here as well, but the man just couldn't stop scoring goals for a fucking midfielder. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Number two, as much as I hate to say it, is Stevie G. That leadership talent was just sensational. You have to put him up there. See, this is this is the thing about this when you talk about midfielders. It always comes down to the tree with, with lamps. Stephen Jarrett and, and Scholes, it always comes down to them three, right? So there's there's no way you can't put Stephen Jarrett in there. Now, my issue is the third spot, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's and I don't think Scholes fits in there. <laughs> I oh, don't Jesus think Christ. Scholes fits in there. Evan. He oh, you're on doesn't, court. man. He doesn't.
0: That's a mortal sin. He doesn't
1: do it for me. He doesn't do it for me. He just doesn't. He did
0: it for us for twenty fucking years.
1: I don't <laughs> care who he done it for. He just doesn't do it for me. And I hey, like not, it's yeah. It's hard. It's hard not to do it, right? So who's so, your number three then? So my number three is Cesc Fabregas, right? And now there's a million and one players They put in there. You have yeah. fucking Michalelli, literally position named after him. So you do. You have Yaya Torre, an absolute fucking animal of a man mm-hmm. in that midfield role. But just, comes back to the Thierry Henry talk, just something magical about watching him play every week. It was just sensational to see the passes he'd give, the balls he used to play. Oh, my God. When he used to link up with, with Costa even. Oh, the, the, the two were just dynamic. Everyone feared Chelsea when them two linked up. And it was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful football.
2: Are you pacing? in you based in as, as your number three based off his time with Chelsea.
1: No, just with his time with Arsenal as well. But I'm just saying, I'm just pinpointing his time with Chelsea was oh. just beautiful to watch. So was Porto so scored? Two.
2: Porto won it up against Arsenal.
1: Oh fuck! That's a very yeah. that's a very tough tough time for me now to see Arsenal, and I hope William is fucking kicking himself but anyway yeah yeah back to the point I, yeah, my, three. my my one kane, new goal lamps top.
2: number two cvg and number three ses
1: kane far away
2: fabregas is in my top five he's top five top six he's not my top three um i'll go from third to first Um, third i'm going right keen mm-hmm. um that isn't name bias he was the complete midfielder he could score he could assist he could track back he could break up play He'd done everything. And you talked about leader, Evan. This man was the reason why Man United won a treble more or less in 99. And um, that performance against Juve in that semi final, he got suspended, but single handedly dragged United to a Champions League final and played through injury as well. Um, and his body of work when he went to league titles um, as well. Um, Roy Keane's number three. Number two for me is Kevin De Bruyne. Fair. Um, in terms of. Fair show. Um, in terms of body of work in the Premier League his longevity, his consistency um, his ability to pass the ball, create chances, score goals and again I think a lot of this work might end up being tainted if City get found guilty but right now whilst they're not been found guilty you have to tip your hat to them I do think mm-hmm. Um for, for the amount of years he's done it he, Um so
1: I, I still still think he can't take away with his, his ability
2: he can't take away what he's done but he's not going to have any league titles by the end of it like do that type of way but like look tomato-tomato yeah. that's a minute tomato-tomato another show another show another show yeah um, but like in terms of his body of work uh, I can't look past him on the leagues he's won and um, with City and how he's done it and in the seasons where City have won like 98 points 100 points 99 points um, he's been the centre of that and he's been like the if you look at the way Pep's moved players on, there's one player who was a constant in this Manchester City team, and um, it, it's Kevin De Bruyne. Now, now the, one, the only thing I would tear Kevin De Bruyne down with is his. In some cup finals, he like or he, some Champions League finals, he's gone and uh, missing. He's got injured in some of the big games. He's got injured. That's the only thing I would tear him with. But other than that, um, he's my um he's my number two number one is the person who you didn't have number three it's paul Scholes. um like paul Scholes done it for over 20 years in the man united midfield the best passer the premier league has ever seen scored a ridiculous amount of goals screamers all over the shop and Scholes like came out of retirement went into retirement a premier league winner came out of retirement with a pair of 50 quid boots on and won another premier league so i don't give a fuck what anybody says you, you can have all these you, you, can, you can have all these sweater hipsters and you can have all these people who, who say Lampard is the best midfielder or Gerrard's the best midfielder when we when look at what they were doing at the, at them specific ages Paul Scholes came out of retirement and then went came back out of retirement one at midfield one at premier league yeah I, I don't know what else to say like i think i think he's on the number one um now some people might say says Fabregas i look he's a Brilliant midfielder. What well, he done at Arsenal was great. Um, do you know? Brilliant. You have players like well, Yaya Torre. I, yeah. I I wanted to put him in my top three and, and, in place. He's a of, the of animal. He's, yeah, Yaya Torre is so overlooked I had to look at longevity, and I had to look yeah. at those certain things, and I had to look like how what I want to see in my midfielder. I, I like. There's no way I couldn't put Raheem not in number three, especially when he's like, mm-hmm. he's, when you he's the greatest captain in Premier League history. Yeah. But not only that, he's you know, he was the complete, he was the complete package. I think injuries kind of fucked him over towards the end of his career. Um. And yeah, look, I'll give Steven Gerrard his flowers. He single-handedly carried Liverpool during some very troubling times. But just the, the one thing I'd say to you about Steven Gerrard is. Yes, he carried Liverpool through some moments. He, he, he won games on individual basis. Looking around at times, maybe he'd give away a ball. Looking around, like if you, The biggest example is Steven Gerrard for me, the reason why I won't put him in my top three. When Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005, Gerrard was playing midfield when they were 3-0 down, and he was a rack. He was a rack, giving away the ball. He couldn't cope with um, AC Milan's midfield. Rafa Benitez moved him to right-back. Because he was getting torn, torn to shreds in the Champions League final. Yeah, he did go on to score the header that got three one. But in that big game, he had to change his setup because Gerrard wasn't disciplined enough as a midfield there against do um, a big side. Mm-hmm. So that you reason, but but you can't base off one one game. I'm not off, off one game. But Gerrard also bottled the for Liverpool in 2014, so it's not a fucking hope I'm putting them in the top four. Top mm-hmm. team. Like, <laughs> that was probably one of the single best moments ever. He's single, I know, it's be- probably one of the best moments of Premier League Again, against
1: team. Against a Chelsea B team. B yeah,
2: was, yeah. Well, he's single-handedly was, no, he no. it Chelsea B it. Think about, think deeper though. Deeper for a second. You look at the Chelsea game, single-handedly lost the league for Liverpool in that game, but also, secondly, the Crystal Palace game when they drew 3 all. the game after that, he was also integral in them dropping points in that game as well. So equally, like if you look at the like the the cups in the cups for Liverpool, he was great in the league for Liverpool. He was great, but just being great is good, but great is not good enough in this case.
0: Yeah, Stevie me. Anyway, yeah. my top three really quickly because we have to move on two more positions. Uh, number three, Roy Keane, similar to Keane, right? I just couldn't leave him out just for his absolute overall ability and influence on the club. Number two. Frank Lampard, for sure. Without a doubt, you couldn't leave him out with the top three. His ability to score goals, and he was just some man. His timing to arrive in the box was second to none. He was absolutely phenomenal goal-score midfielder and statistically the best goal-score midfielder in Premier League history. And then number one, then, for me, is Scholesy as well. I couldn't think of anyone ahead of him. Um, Honestly, just couldn't. So it was an easy I choice for me. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, there we are. We know you picked ahead of him. Um, right, we go with <laughs> defenders then. <laughs> not, not, just defenders in general. Top three defenders, not full-backs, not centre-backs specifically. Top three, just defenders in Premier League now Hold on now,
1: hold on. You are yeah. going I mean to go to first. Then, defenders, we're now we're saying. Yeah.
0: Well, they're the playing in on, the back go four. So. Go on, go first. Play in the back four.
1: Right.
2: pick
0: whatever way you want. You can pick three left-backs if you want. Pick three right-backs. It's open. I've
2: not centre-half, but I'm going to switch it up, right? Um. Because it's defenders, I'm gonna throw one fullback in here. I'm gonna go Ashley Cole number three. Um, as over like he played in the Invincibles team, and he played in that Chelsea team, so yeah, he goes in number three. So people are, are in group chats are probably battering me right now for saying that, but it is. Nah, they shouldn't though. They shouldn't. It's But um, well, they probably four. will. They probably will. Um, number two, John Terry. Again, he's unbelievable. The captain, proper leader. And, yeah, he delivered a big moment for Chelsea. And then number one's Rio. Yeah, that, that that's just my – and I'm going to go through my reasons. They're my top three. Cole, uh, Terry, and Rio.
0: Evan?
1: Yeah,
2: look, it, it's – it's
1: it, I don't think it's a, there's a debate there. Once you said defenders, it, it opened up to left and right back. And my, my – the only I only have one difference with Keane is Rio and Terry switch for me. That's my only, only difference. I don't think he, anyone that moves off of that. They, I think they're just fooling themselves.
2: There is he's arguments there, but so that, Dijon. what's that? You you get someone's going to over as Van Dijk in He's in a Christ conversation. No. but like the? I think Rio and Terry are levels. He's in the top ten conversation. He's yeah, not top, in top 10, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think yeah, everyone's
1: agreement that it comes down to a case of. When you're solely looking at defenders in general, you have to have Cole in there and left back, back. If you're talking of centre
2: backs in general, then it it's a more open discussion. But I think them three are, are solidified. I'll give you three centre half. My I I'll give you what my actual top three was, right? Um because I, I didn't know fullbacks were actually um in this. My my top three were Yapstam, and John Terry and Rio Ferdinand. They're my top they my three defenders. Mine were this mine was Tony Adams,
1: third,
0: and then Rio and Terry. My tree, even though we've included full backs, I just focused on center backs and I would go Rio, third, Terry, second, and Village, top.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I just no, Bid- I couldn't. Village Bid- was an honorable Bid- mention. Village
2: Bid- Bid- was an honorable
0: Two, mention. Two time player he's of the season, like a center staff. back. A center back. I just, you think he
2: was wearing your absence? See, I just Adams. don't think
0: Stam. Stam didn't play in the Premier League long enough for me. Like he was unreal. He's only United well, What about Tony Adams? Though? Nah, not in the top three for me. De- definitely, what? definitely top six, seven. But de- no, nah, not higher this than that. This is Chelsea
1: just... man arguing Tony Adams.
0: Yeah, yeah. oh Tony Adams is a brick wall of a man. Like, but no, nah, just not in terms of.
1: But let's just say, let's back. just say you're including fullbacks. Cool oh, I, I definitely,
0: if 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 I was going a bit looser, I would would have included Ashley Cole. I think he's one of the best fullbacks in Premier League history. Without a was shatterer though. What he, he transformed
2: quickly. Let's give three fullbacks quickly. Focus, right? I'll give my three fullbacks.
0: Gone fire full
2: one, Dennis Irwin. Yeah. Number two, Kyle Walker. Number three. That's that's exactly Gary Yeah, Gary Neville has to be fourth though.
0: I don't know. I would oh, just the only thing I differ with you know. there is I'd swap I'd swap Walker and Neville. That's the only difference i have okay. with you there, whether or not I'd agree with you there on No, I'd I I'd
1: would keep Walker, I'd keep that exact same list, yeah. But I wouldn't have Gary at four.
0: You'd, You'd have, have him at twenty four, would you?
1: No, 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 I would have my 5th fi- I I'd have my fifth. Yeah, I'd have Ivanovich.
0: Ivanovich As- had a Gary Neville. Yeah,
1: fucking
2: that. serious. What are you smoking? Has to be. No, Again, has do to you be. have weed in them Lost Marys? <laughs> Puffing
1: that early. <worldly>, also cheesy.
0: <laughs> right. Goalkeepers. Goal. Kane. Oh, goal. No, Kane, start. Go ahead.
2: Right. Go on, Kane. Um, in number three, Peter Schmeichel.
1: Yeah. I, um, I, I just
2: agree. When If I have my
1: hat, I'll tell you. like that's I have Schmeichel um, like in three.
2: Here's Michael, number three. I absolutely can't stand the man. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. Anyone who knows me long enough knows I can't stand the man. He called Man United, we, after playing for Manchester City. You lost that right the minute you signed for City. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can't call us, we. But, yeah, you were unbelievable for us. Um, but you're not our best ever goalkeeper. Um, in number two, I have Edwin van der Sar. Yeah, um, And then, and, and, number one. Yeah, um, Edwin van der Sar. Tidy. Uh yes, I'm asking what maybe number one. Uh no, but like look, he kept the clean sheet Sorry, record yes, the British clean sheet record. Um again, he was good, but I think that clean sheet record, similar to how David De Hale won the golden glove, was down to Rio Village at the back. Um, how he kept that clean sheet record. And then number one, yeah, Peter check Um yeah, I, look Chelsea. I look how Chelsea conceded the 15 goals that season, he was a fucking monster um That's in crazy. the net and mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was very good for Chelsea down the years. I think that skull injury, Stephen Hunt lived down the road from Clomwell, um and carried and <laughs> um, knees per into the head, and um, which probably probably shortened his career a bit. Um, yeah, look, and well, like it
0: affected him. his judgment because he moved to fucking Arsenal after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he went to only he only was Arsenal to retire. That's what all Chelsea players
2: do. They just go. To Arsenal um, yeah, to yeah they're, they're my three. I think um Schmeichel, van Van Sar and um check check yeah and yeah, I, I actually I,
0: I 100% agree in that order yeah. that's my top three i, I gave oh, okay. an honorable mention to david here yeah. you can you
1: can
2: i'll back that i'll back it in 2013 and 2018. unbelievable He's one of the best shot Davideha. stoppers
0: in the premier league history in fairness though up until yeah. last season he was a yeah. really good shot stopper like,
2: we won't talk part. about last season because i learned up getting ptsd Man won the Golden Glove. You have to talk about it. Yeah. Put it in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Andre Onana is second. In, uh, yeah, queer. Andre Onana is second for the Golden Glove right now. Come on.
0: Come on. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, I assume you agree with that ranking there, don't you?
2: Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's the first. I knew uh,
1: before before Monday came, I knew that's what we'd agree on. Before we talked about top threes of of anything, I knew 100% we'd, we'd agree on, on the keepers. I think anything else is is, is blasphemy, is madness. So, mm-hmm. but for sure, check number one, Van I, I, there is an argument between the two of them. There, it's it's very close
2: for number one. It's close, yeah. It is. Yeah, I think check just shades um, uh, it, definitely. Reese mentions yeah. in the comments, David Seaman's an honorable mention. Yeah, David James definitely not though. Fair. Seaman, yeah, James, no, not a hope Um, I'd actually um, give top 10, top ten. There, there's, yeah. there's one honorable mention we didn't mention, not the comments. Joe Hart. Either. No, Joe Hart. Alison Becker. Alison I was gonna
0: say yeah, Alison Becker's a good show. Right, finally, then yeah. great a top three Premier League managers of all. Okay, time.
2: this this should be quick. This should be quick. Yeah,
0: I think I think this is unanimous
1: number one. Donald.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Greenio Pep Fergie, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, I don't that. think that. Oh, I I'd, I'd have you're, you're, in there. you're
1: getting caught up a winger. You're getting caught winger fort, Winger fort.
0: I'd have wenger in there had a pep. No, I just think the way the way he transformed English and, football, that man just completely brought a new mentality to the Premier League and his did. style
1: of football. Oh, you have to look, you have to look at everything,
2: Jonathan.
0: Have, yeah, I, I am I and mean, he was a he was a glorious looking man as well. Like <laughs> what
2: about there, the a... 10 years he didn't win that?
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, he probably outstayed his welcome. He, he stayed longer than he should have. He didn't know when to go. And, like yeah. Fergie, he knew when to go. But I still just can't look. And this whole 115 charges against Pep is just. its He's just too well, reliant on against, money.
1: The thing is, they're not against Pep. It's not against Pep, though, is the thing. Yeah, but and he's. The whole getting, money thing, that's, that's the sport nowadays. That's the sport. Yeah. And Pep is what, playing the sport. Tim, my, my he, argument for putting
2: Pep second, right, is obviously, look. Charged is dependent. until he's found guilty, he'll be taken out, of it, right? But until that point, I think you have to look at the, his body of work. The fact he's winning leagues by throwing John Stones into midfield, throwing a Kanji into midfield, like, do you know what I mean? And he's adapting season upon season upon season. Um, do you know, and he's, um, he, he has to be there. I think Jose Mourinho has to be number three. The fact, like, like, two back-to-back league titles, Chelsea left, came back, and also. He's gonna be a future title winner at Man United as well with Chris Small and Phil Jones <laughs> in a centre half. Um, so for that reason, yeah, Jose Mourinho legend going into number three. But Fergie, the is only thing one. that
1: kills kills Josie for me is his stint at Spurs.
2: Yeah, we'll yeah, forget. About. He's
0: done too much, though. I think for that to tarnish him, he's just he, yeah. He
2: that's a is... um, that that's a season we'll forget about. It's like um, so like the, 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 how he how that COVID, COVID it didn't even COVID. happen.
0: There's no one Come even there on, to witness <laughs> it. There's no, like, there yeah, yeah. no one even there to witness it.
2: Who won the league in like that like COVID season?
0: I have a clue. I actually yeah. don't know. I think it was voided or something, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that that Spurs thing, right? It, I Venger staying nine years the trophy outweighs Mourinho's one bad season at Spurs. Do you know? I think that yeah, that that's worse. I think that's why Jose is number three. I think Wenger's for it. Bangers fourth. And board, and then for sure. I think Lockham's Tommy T does off. get an honourable mention as well. Ask that. Lock is fifth. Ancelotti as well is probably sixth. Ancelotti oh. is definitely up there. What well,
0: yeah. about Claudio Ranieri and his mighty Leicester team in 2016? Nah, the
2: one, one mighty season does not, does not shout for, for a top ten. Yeah, we just agree, Fergie's number one. We don't have to explain. Yeah, to. There's, no, there's no explanation no. No There's no point. But Tommy T yeah. does get a shout out. Tommy T definitely gets a shout out.
1: That's in that. your head he does, definitely. It, no, hold out. on now, hold on. Eighteen months. Look what he's done in eighteen months. Look you what can't. he's done in
0: the last eighteen months.
1: No, stop it, stop it. You can't you can't you can't deny what he's done for Chelsea. You can't ew, nah, no, ew, look he I
0: would have to for you in fairness, was.
1: he's not up there in the top three or top five, but he he's he gets an honorable mention, hundred percent. He's not top ten either. He's he's top fifteen for sure. Maybe i agree really, that he's not, not he's not top ten. He's not top ten. Beautiful. But Gentleman, to say not... but to say he's top fifteen for the amount of time he's been there is a fair juice like.
0: Evan, you're just gonna to have to wait for next week until Julio comes back. You yeah, you're I'm, going to rekindle.
2: I'm here in my head and I'm thinking of managers, I don't I don't even think Thomas Huckle is top fifteen, you know. No, you're
1: crazy. No, you're crazy.
2: You're crazy. Ended here. Ended here
1: quick. End, yeah, end of this yeah. quick. We're yeah. going
0: have to leave it there. Yeah. Look, gents, it's been a pleasure. Evan, thanks so much. Keen, thanks for popping on tonight. Pleasure to see you again, my friend, after so long. Uh, yeah. lad, thanks so much. We had loads of comments in the description or in the comments box there tonight. It was really good. Loads of lads getting involved, loads of people watching. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, like, comment, it just really helps with the algorithm on YouTube so we get more views and everything like that. But look, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much, and look, we'll see you again soon.